0: Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. You may be seated. I said Happy Easter because there are 250 million Christians celebrating Easter today. They belong, they're members of the Orthodox tradition. And it's interesting to me how two groups of people, all following one God, could see something as significant as a day of Easter differently, right? We, they arrive at two different conclusions looking at the same thing. I want to draw your attention to the readings today, and I want you to think about Peter and John. Take about five, ten seconds, and draw a mental picture of who you see when i say the words peter and john you know the message of easter and the message of jesus quite frankly is what was once new can be new again Something that was once new can be new again. I want to share a personal story. I wrote a book called A Story of Rhythm and Grace. It's part memoir, part theological, a little sociological, and it had something to do with my life as a rock and roll musician. Now, you know how stories can conflate and history can become different over time. People see things completely different than the other, like the Orthodox Church and our church. Easter was last week, no, it's this week. Well, in order to get around that, what I decided to do is I was gonna call around the country and fact check everything that I wrote in the book. That was to prevent me from making up facts. So I called a person named Mel Brown. Guitar player, kind of famous. I had taken uh, the lead singer of the Rolling Stones named Mick Jagger down to meet him at this club in Los Angeles. So I call Mel to verify the story. Now, Mel is from Mississippi, about 10 years older than me, and he was raised in a very, very small town, and he had this drawl. I mean, that man could talk slow. So I called him and said, Mel, it's Jimmy Calhoun. And he goes, Jimmy, <laughs> Calhoun, man, I'm so glad to hear from you. You remember that time you brought Mick Jagger up to my house where I was staying with Charles Wright? No. I don't remember that time at all. I, I don't know Charles Wright. And I'd never been to his house. That couldn't have happened. So that happened about 10, 15 years ago. You know what I did? I went back to the, to the web this week and to fact check my facts. Nothing like fact checking. So I went to his webpage, scroll down, and I finally found the section where Mel Brown meets Mick Jagger. And guess what? It was a third story. It wasn't the story in my book. It wasn't the story on the phone. It was a completely different other story. And my point is stories were swirling around Jesus the time of his resurrection. And some of those stories don't quite jive with the other stories, and it can be confusing. So let's think about some of the stories that we know about Jesus pre-resurrection. He healed people. He changed the material world. He took water and made it wine. He raised another person from the dead. Impressive list. Let's consider some of the post-resurrection stories. Mary Magdalene was the first person to see the risen Lord. She goes and tells the disciples, hey, Jesus is back. What do they do? We find him in the gospel story, hiding in a room. Okay, once they get that together, they decide to go tell Thomas. So they go up to Thomas. Hey, Jesus is back. What does Thomas do? You're kidding, right? He doesn't believe them. Now Peter and John, these two, they're out fishing one night. It's not going too well. A voice from the shore comes and says, hey, Put the net down about 10 yards to the right and see what happens. They do it. Wouldn't you know, they get bunches and bunches. That means a lot of fish. But the interesting thing is, John has to tell Peter, that was Jesus talking to you. Peter doesn't recognize Jesus' voice. were lots of other sightings of Jesus and so many of the first century theologians had to devise a plan to come up and say how how can we explain everybody seeing Jesus but nobody sees him the same way so they came up with a they, they had a bright idea they said oh well, maybe Jesus wasn't really flesh and blood maybe he just changed his appearance every time he was talking to somebody different that didn't last too long And it really wasn't a very good explanation. And it certainly wasn't the Jesus that the disciples knew. And it wasn't the Jesus that the disciples had come to depend on. So what happened? They either forgot what they'd seen. They either forgot all the extraordinary things that Jesus had done in their presence. Or when they were watching them, they were really not quite sure that it was Jesus doing them. That happens to me quite frequently. I get going on my own strength and sometimes I forget Jesus is right there with me. Other times I do something works out right and I got my chest kind of stuck out a little bit. Forgetting that Jesus is with me. Jesus is with us this morning. We have the disciples who've seen all of these extraordinary things happen and that resulted in fear. What is it about fear with us? No matter what's going on in our life, we, we find a way to be fearful. Things can work out the next day and we're fearful about the day to come after that. Some say it's just human nature. Well, that might be the case. But if we know that Jesus has risen, then why why in the world would we fear anything? If Jesus is risen, why fear? Amen.